0: Father, we bless your name. We ask that you move in this place, speak to us and through us. In the name of he who loved us enough to die for us, Jesus, who is the Christ, we pray. Amen. I want to lift up passage of scripture found in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. I'll only read one verse, but most of you know the following verses behind it, and I will talk about this in conjunction with the day we are in. Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Uh, One passage reads this way, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words. The Common English Bible puts it this way. Peter stood up with the other eleven apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans... And everyone living in Jerusalem, know this, listen carefully to my words. Look at somebody, here's what I want to talk about for the next few moments. Let me tell you something. Look at somebody, Tell me, let me tell you something. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Let me, let me tell you something. I got a little something, something to say. Let me, let me tell you something. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this, we, this weekend is a special weekend because this weekend coincides, as it will most many times, the, the Juneteenth with Father's Day. And I'm so delighted to honor every father and every mother who has had to act as father and mother. And I'm also delighted to honor those father figures who, while may not be biologically connected, have blessed and spoken into the lives of others. This also is important because it's Juneteenth. In the beginning now, we are in the nascent stages of it as being a national holiday and not simply regional celebrations. This is Juneteenth. Literally on this day, this is Juneteenth. It's the oldest national celebration which commemorates the ending of slavery in the U.S. particularly for a particular group of people. It was there in Galveston, Texas in 1865 that the observance really starts there. As the word of the emancipation on that day was being spread to folk who had been living in slavery while yet being free. They were free by law. They were free by proclamation, but yet they were living in slavery. They were free, but yet slaves. And so now we celebrate this, we we remind ourselves of this, and we sensitize ourselves to the reality that everybody doesn't want this to be Freedom Day. That there are those in the world who would not want freedom to be so free. Matter of fact, when General Gordon Granger read for them General Order Number 3, it read like this there in Galveston. To the people of Texas are informed that in accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between uh, employer and a hired laborer. There it is, pressed out. Notice it is said by proclamation. And it is important that we catch that because there are some things that ought to speak to our minds as we think about this. Historian Mitch Cashin considers that this celebration is important. It celebrates the end of slavery, but it should have three goals. To celebrate, to educate, and to agitate. When I wrote that, I got a note back from my son who said to me, Did you mean advocate? I said, No, agitate. It seems strange to have celebrated and educated alongside of agitate, but somehow someone has to say, Wait a minute, we won't have freedom unless somebody gets involved somebody gets to moving. And I thought I would look at this in juxtaposition to what happens on the day of Pentecost. I I think Valerie Bridgman said it very well when she says of the fact that on the day of Pentecost, as the Holy Spirit swept through, that the people who were in the upper room were pushed out of the upper room by the sweeping of the Holy Spirit. I need to get it again. They were pushed by the sweeping of the Holy Spirit. That thing jumped on me because I thought to myself it had to be the Holy Spirit somewhere involved between Abraham Lincoln's proclamation and General Granger arriving in Texas for having the Holy Spirit push. The word all the way across all the way down south and all the way in to texas because somehow god has to get involved in pushing proclamations that are going to bring emancipation because if the holy spirit doesn't push it there'll be enough people pushing against it to keep it from happening Somehow God has to push it. If God doesn't push it, it won't happen because you have to realize that not everybody wanted freedom. The economic gain by having slaves was too great. The incentive of ownership above humanity was too great for everyone to forego the financial means that was accompanying their lifestyle. Not everybody wanted it, but I do believe there's a push of the Holy Spirit in abolitionists, a push of the Holy Spirit among Quakers, a push of the Holy Spirit in the Union Army, a push of the Spirit in the proclamation itself. And it's interesting to me that that push, even today, yet gets met with resistance. And there is yet an intersection between the push of that day and its need for proclamation and where we sit to this day now. Because for every push of the Spirit, there is a resistance and a push in the opposite direction. For every Christ, there is an antichrist. So for every thesis, there's an antithesis. There's always something that is pushing antithetically against that which you decide. So today I want to talk for just a few moments. I, I promise not to be too long. But I, l- let me tell you something. Let, let, me, let me tell you something. I, I, I want to tell you four things to do as we celebrate this Juneteenth and this Father's Day side by side. I want, I want to give you four things that I think are essential today. Peter helps him with this one. Because when they look at them and they see their new state of existence as they are now speaking in languages that they can understand, And all of these unlearned persons are speaking languages as though they've gone to college or have been in the cultural setting long enough to learn the dialect and the idioms of those who are speaking. And now they are speaking in these languages and they are turning the world upside down. And Peter, people look at them and say, something's wrong, these must be drunk, they're out of control, they're out of order, something is wrong. And Peter says... I need to give you some perspective, and I need to connect for you the past with the present so you can see a future. Because if I leave off the past, you won't have any foundation for understanding what God is currently doing. And so Peter connects the past with the present by bringing up the prophetic word of Joel. And what he says is, when you see this, you're seeing the hand of God. First thing I want to tell you, number one, that we need to, I want to tell you is to remember. Is to remember you, 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 you need to remember, and, and, and you know, I know there are a lot of people right now who don't want us to remember. There are a lot of people who want us to forget as though slavery never happened. People who also want people to forget as though the Holocaust didn't happen. People want to act as though humanity has not been as cruel as it has been. Why remember this society is doing so well, we're doing better than we've ever done, but, but we must remember because unfortunately, all too often, history gets rewritten and it gets sanitized by the pen that wish is to escape its deplorableness. It sanitizes the inhumane treatment of Africans. It sanitizes all of the cruelty and punishment that went along with slavery in the Americas. It sanitizes the Middle Passage and the number of and the horrid conditions of those who were brought over here as chattel slaves. It sanitizes the dehumanization of women and the way in which our ladies were degraded and used by those who would to destroy both their bodies and their minds. It sanitizes the truth and while we sanitize our negative part of history, the America wishes to stand up as the moral bulwark of intervening in other countries with human rights. Well, you can't deal with other folks' human rights if we don't deal with the rights of those within our own nation, at least with a righteousness that goes along with rights. We have to realize that there's a story that must be remembered. We have to recognize that it is better to tell that story truthfully. It is better to be honest about that story because it must be told. And when Peter stands up before those persons there, he says, in case you don't see what's happening here, What God is doing now is what God proclaimed that God would do. God is pouring out his free spirit among all flesh and whatever patriarchy you thought was going to remain is getting crushed right now because the spirit is on men and on women and God is speaking through both and if you don't like it brother just keep listening because the sister got a tongue and she ready to be heard she got something to say Remember, we must remember because you have to also recognize uh, that if it were not for the army standing behind the general, there would have been no change. Because see, some things have to be forced upon others who will not readily volunteer to give up or share power. Because power corrupts, as Victor Hugo said, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And when people get in power and wish to remain in power, they are even willing to overturn democratic processes and recall elections and get rid of votes and find 20,000 votes where they're not at because they want Power! But not only do you need to remember, but we have to retell. See, remembering can be done individually. You can reflect on it. You can reflect on it. You know, one of the things I've come to discover is that people who have had traumatic events in their life like to bury them and rarely share them. So that it's hard getting people who actually know certain stories to tell them because they've been traumatized by the event itself. And yes, the body does keep score and trauma can be passed down even in your DNA. And when the, when the trauma of, of this horrific slavery is passed down, and if people keep holding on to it, many of us didn't really even hear that there'd be a slavery until Alice Haley decided to retell it in Roots. How could that be? How could it be that all of the books in all of the schools skip through the Civil War and tell a sanitized version of it as a war of state against state about states' rights instead of the truth about property rights and subjugation. How could it be? And why is it that we must retell it? Watch this, I'm going somewhere. Because what happens is, if you don't tell it, somebody else will tell it their way. Okay, how does this make sense today? Watch this. Right after the Civil War is over, the Daughters of the Confederacy, United Daughters of the Confederacy is formed in 1894 to protect and venerate Confederate memory. And following the Civil War, they get together so they can venerate the memory of those who fought in the Civil War on the side of the Confederacy. And in so doing, they reshape the stone of slavery, they reshaped the story of the Civil War, and they took out of any book, anything that made the South look bad, so much so they put it into the minds of people. Before long, they had over 400 monuments built that lauded slavery and put together Civil War generals proudly standing, retelling and reshaping the story. Now, somebody might not think that a big deal. But when you think about it, by the time they were finished, there were far more than 700 monuments put up. What happens when those monuments are there? They tell a story. In the absence of it in the book, it tells a story and it's not the truth, it's a lie. Do I think every monument needs to be moved? No. What needs to be put on the monument is the real story and the story of how the lie got told to cover the great American sin and tragedy. We have to retell the story. You think I'm kidding? As late as 2011, they were still putting up new monuments. But, 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 when Peter's telling this story about what's going on on Pentecost, he is—he has to do something that ain't cool for everybody because he's got to relive his own trauma. In telling that story, he also has to tell the story about the death of Jesus, he can't tell the story about the proclamation, he can't just tell Granger's story, he he can't just have Gordon reading general order number three, at some point he's got to tell another story, and when he tells that story, it's the story of Jesus being beaten. When he tells that story, it's the story of Jesus being nailed to a cross. When he tells that story, that story is full of blood and gore and tragedy. That story is horrific, but he has to do it because, number three, at some point, you have to relive something. Preach watts, I'm trying to. Listen. It's not easy to retell some stories. It's not easy when you gotta relive some things in your life. But sometimes you gotta retell and you gotta relive. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can give you an example. Okay, we've had so many mass shootings in this country. This country is just plumb nearly crazy it is just it's just crazy you 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 know what i mean it's we we just had another mass shooting may 24th mass shooting in Uvalde Texas 18 year old with an assault rifle kills a whole lot of people okay he kills folk. he goes in and he goes in that elementary school after having shot his own, own grandmother and kills people. As soon as it happens, they go back to the families of Sandy Hook and they ask them, what do you think? What's going on? And there on the screen, Nelvin Marquez Green and Jimmy Green and their family, they're telling their story again. They're reliving the horror. Now, they don't want to retell or relive, because they lost their baby, Anna Grace, during that time, but they got to. Jimmy Green tells it in his music, songs for Anna, saying, I'm striving to heal through God, family, and jazz. And so the picture there of him and little Anna Grace, it's his memory. And today, even Father's Day. Jimmy's got a Father's Day with an empty seat. But he's still got to retell it. Because they're still fighting to get assault weapons off the street and back into the military. They're, they're still fighting to make changes in the nation. Now, on one hand, you say, well, Reverend, what this got to do with retail relive? Thank you, I'm glad you asked. Because, see, if they stop telling their story, there are enough crazy people in this country that don't believe that Sandy Hook Elementary School was ever even shot up. There are people in this country who will get on their podcast and they will reinvent the story. There's a whole conspiracy group and and it's been popularized by Alex Jones. And Alex Jones denied that the massacre actually occurred asserting that it was fake. Now, why do I say you got to retell and relive? Because, see, if they stop talking about it, there's enough people that want to deny their pain. Now, that's a modern-day example happening right now in this month. What do you think going to happen for stuff that happened over 100 years ago? There are enough People that keep wanting to forget trauma and bury the truth, but you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Let me tell you something. I close today. I, I got close. I got to close. Get out of here. Here it is. Peter knows. I can't just give this proclamation of what God's getting ready to do without taking you through what it took to get here. Y'all, I feel like preaching. I I can't just tell you that God's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. And your old men are going to dream dreams and your young men are gonna see visions. I can't just tell you that the great day of the Lord is coming without telling you what it took to get here. And and I do believe that that's why number four is important because number four means that what we need to do is have revival. There needs to be a radical change at some point because at some point, we've gotta go ahead and tell the story. At some point, we've got to go ahead and be honest about what is going on in this nation without fear. Because let me help you here. It doesn't just happen because black people want to be free. It happens because people see the need for humanity to be human towards other humans. Abraham Lincoln wasn't black. The Union Army wasn't made of black folk. What you have is a North fighting the South and those people don't look like us, many of us in this room and yet they fought. So when you tell the true American story, you also lift yourself and your best self coming to forefront and your best self willing to fight against tyranny and this evilness on every side. So let's go ahead and tell the truth. Juneteenth is here today. We ought to celebrate it as Freedom Day. We ought to celebrate the fact that Galveston, Texas was told today is your day to be free. We ought to lift our hands and put them together and thank God for freedom before I be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord to be free. But thank God, we can be alive and free. We can be alive and blessed. We can be alive and have a part of the American dream. It's Freedom Day. Thank God, we're free. I am free. Praise the Lord, I'm free, no longer bound, no more chains holding me. My soul is resting, it's just a blessing. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, I'm free. Give the Lord a praise in here. Thank you, God, for Freedom Day, for what our ancestors went through, for what our forebearers endured, that we might be free. Thank you for the lashes they took, that we might be free. Thank you for the pain they bore in their bodies broken, beaten and bruised, but their spirits yet trusted in a God they couldn't see, but they know they could feel. Thank you, God, for emancipating them, for freeing them you freed us. And thank you that we'll never take freedom for granted. We'll never take these few rights we have for granted. We'll fight for freedom. Praise the Lord. Have your way. an invitation today. Maybe there's someone who would like to be a part of this fellowship. I extend an invitation. You can come today. It's just a blessing. You can come by letter, by Christian experience Praise or it's a for baptism. If you're online, you can join us. You can come get in touch with us. You can email us or you can call us at 860- 443 6046. Call us. Say, I want to be a part of this church and of this great ministry. My soul. My soul is resting. Thank you, Lord. It's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Come on, I am free. I am free. Praise. Praise the Lord. I am free. No longer bound. No longer bound. No more chains. No more chains holding me. My soul. My soul is resting. It's just a blessing. It's just a blessing.